0: Welcome to Story Route Zero. This is a podcast where friends gather to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the strange worlds of video games. We often don't know where we're going, but that's half the fun. Come on the journey with us. Hit us up on Twitter, at StoryRouteZero. You can send us an email at StoryRouteZero at gmail.com. That includes questions, concerns, comments, complaints, pet pics. Send us some recipes. Send us some stories about your day. We're going to listen.
1: Podcast,
0: start your engines. We have liftoff.
2: Let's have a journey. So, Aria asked me, she was like, pop goes the weasel, what's the song? And I immediately went. All around the Stactus plant, the Stalker... No, wait, that's a Borderlands thing. Never mind. (laughs) Uh, Welcome to Story Route Zero. This is episode 113. I'm one of your hosts, Jason. And joining me as always Moose and Michaela. Matt is away this week, so we'll hold down the fort for him. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. How's everyone doing on this lovely... Monday in May. Good. Mowing the lawn,
3: got some exercise in, and just hanging out, man. But it was an easy Monday, like as far as work goes, too. So it was nice.
1: Opposite for me. This is like a hell week for me at work. No! (laughs) (laughs) And it ends with the dentist, which just makes everything worse. (laughs) That's my Friday
2: yay i took off friday i'm gonna go see dr strange nice look at you living your best life i hope it's good i'm it doesn't I, uh I, moon I've, been, finish friday. I've, I've been like muting everything i don't yeah i don't i don't, don't, don't. don't
3: want to know till i see it uh doesn't moon night finish friday too or was it this past friday wednesday oh it's wednesday oh okay
1: oh that's wicked short then that's like what only
2: six episodes yeah yeah. I didn't watch but
3: are they are they longer episodes or was it just like uh, a 40 they They're about forty. They're about forty-ish. Yeah. Okay, it's really I good. Mean, actually. Oscar, well, in Oscar all honesty Isaac, though, that forty-five is forty-five. It's not forty-five yeah, with yeah. like twenty minutes of commercials, you know? So, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, but it's anyways. really good. Oscar Isaac is he nails it. Like awesome. I mean, he's. I, I would say it.
1: the actor's performance is better than the writing of the show itself, but that's just me.
2: Yeah.
1: And I did. I didn't watch last week's episode yet, so I've only seen the first
2: four. Oh, then. last week got. Yeah, last week when they, they went nuts off the think. reservation. Yeah, they.
1: Well, yeah, they, it. I yeah. ended
2: four off the reservation, so they're like far off in this. Yeah episode. the
1: end of the previous episode kicks off uh yeah. the the arc of whatever last week was so
2: but um wouldn't like not in video games but we talk about video games who wants to go first I'll go first Moose volunteers uh,
1: tribute
3: right exactly so I played like three games this week um, one of them is not a surprise because I've been playing it since it dropped in February. But um, to my credit, I have been playing that with Jason. So that's uh, uh, Elden Ring. So that's been a bunch of fun playing a... So I have like three characters. I have my main character. I had a samurai character, which I was going to switch to bleed at like 150, like one, 120, 150 for the level. And then I had a magic build, but now I've been really like leaning into the magic with my character, with my samurai character, because the sword I'm using is an intelligent stacking uh, sword. And so now I'm just like, I'm going to make this my magic character. So I've been using magic with it and it's awesome. And I'm going to switch my Uh, magic build character to something else. But anyway, so I've been playing that, having fun with that, having fun co-oping with with Jason. I also played a bunch of Borderlands, Tiny Kings Wonderlands, and I beat it on Saturday, I think that was. We were going to co-op, I think, Saturday, Jason, and I was like, let me just beat this. I think I'm I'm close, and I was close. And so that is a fun game to play. Uh, It is... I think it's the most fun I've had with Borderlands period. Like I love the Borderlands series, but this is the most fun one for me um, because like I said, you get, you get a melee weapon that behaves differently. You get uh, a quote unquote spell instead of grenades. And you're just, you're just running around kicking butt and having a good time. And then they streamlined the talent trees, the skill trees. So you get like your main tree and then you get a secondary tree. So you get to pick the tree of another class to kind of like piggyback off of. Um, So max level is 40 right now. And then it's kind of like Borderlands 3 where you like uh, have like, quote unquote, uh, you get like benefits from playing like the Mayhem levels, but this is called Chaos levels. And so you just get to like, it's kind of like as you level you pick like a stat to increase and then like there's four of them and it's always alternating so it's like uh well y'all might not get it but it's like division two uh when matt listens to this he'll understand what i'm saying like when you re- mat- reach max level you get four trees that you can put points into but it's like okay you did this one last time so now it's this one and it's always alternating and you can't just stick to one tree to kind of like make yourself OP, you got to spread your points around past the max level, which I don't have a problem with. But what's really cool about uh, Wonderlands is like once you get so far into a tree, the next point you can like move it to the next section, like where it branches off. So it's like a, like you have the main stat and then it kind of does like two branches off of that. And you can go with either of those branches and just go all the way down the branch and never touch the other one. So I think that's cool. That was a nice feature that they added. Um, And I have a build that I'll be working towards, which is just like it used to one hit bosses. But now it's now it takes a little bit more effort because they nerfed the uh, stacking of the damage, which is not a problem because even I was watching the video and the guy was even like wiping the floor with raid bosses. He was like fighting it for like not even 10 seconds. And I'm like, okay, well that's something to work for and have fun with. Um, the chaos it, mode is really cool because like you just, you you go in and you, you go into the castle where, where the chaos mode starts and you just pick like, uh the dude gives you two options and it's like maybe you get loot or maybe you get extra currency for that mode to like buy weapons at the end and so you pick and then you go in and you have to clear the level and what's cool is sometimes you'll get like uh uh secondary objectives so like one objective might be like there is a, a butt stallion statue in the level and you have to keep it from breaking so you have to clear the level and not let the enemies like defeat the or you know blow up the statue but if you do that you get two uh, die 20 uh which is the currency of the game like you just hit them and it, it, it spawns the money for you if you don't protect this you only get the one for completing the level so it's pretty cool and then like the next thing is like do you want it to be more difficult because obviously the harder the levels are that you go into the better your loot is so you can be like i'm kind of taking it easy trying to like today i don't want to bang my head against the wall like trying to like i want to get loot but i don't want to like you know really think about what i'm doing or you could be like i really want to test my build and throw yourself into the harder level and then like some things are like you're in it like easier medium would be like your enemies have like 20 more health or hit 20 more harder and then like the hard ones are like there is a spawning orb that follows the enemy around and makes them inv- invincible unless you kill the orb which is actually pretty cool like it it makes it a little bit more engaging and then you get three lives and like throughout the level there's like you can actually spend the currency that you're earning as you're going through the levels to like increase your weapon damage, increase your armor, increase your status effects. Like you can buy that stuff or you can just leave it and just keep going level for level and save all your money at the end and when you get to the end you enter a room and you get the final chest for beating the whole thing. But then there's little dragon statues And there's one for everything. There's one for each kind of weapon. There's one for melee. There's one for your shield. There's one for your spell. And then you can pump as much money into any of them as you want. And then they spit out the loot. And so right now, the build that I'm working on, I'm like, I'm just going to go after the submachine gun that he uses because the, the build that he's using, he uses two different kinds of submachine guns. And I'm like, like if I go for all sub submachine guns, I'm more likely to get at least one of the two that I need. And so, I, you just pump all it into it, and then you have to beat it, and it just you beat the little dragon statue, and it uh, pops, it like uh, burps out the loot for you. Um, I, I, I watched. I'm sure some people are familiar with Angry Joe. I watched Angry Joe's review of it. I think. Like, I was telling Jeff this earlier, you have to, like, take, like, reviewers' reviews with a grain of salt, because, like, in my opinion, he's someone that is, like, I got to review this guy. I can't spend time with a lot of stuff, and I feel like that's the way, like, some reviewers get. And he was complaining about the loot system, which I think the loot system is fine, but the complaint of his that I agree with is the fact that, like, your luck on loot is tied to dice that are throughout the world. And I think there's like 200 and some that you have to find, I think, for like a max level of 9,000. And I'm like, I've now decided that I have to go and find the rest of these dice to like really raise my luck level. I also need it for a trophy. You need to have a luck level of 3,000 for a trophy. I think I'm at like 2,400. And it's like 10... Luck, each, whatever. I don't know what the multiplier is. Like, I think the ones inside the worlds where there's like 50 or 60 is like maybe 10. And outside in the main world, they're like 30 or 40 I don't know. But anyways, I need to go find them before I run more chaos so that I have a better chance of getting better loot so that I'm not like constantly running the chaos uh, mode. But I'm having a blast with it. Like I said, it's the most fun I've had because I'm constantly using... The spell, AKA the grenade. I'm constantly using my melee. I'm using, like, I remember playing, like, Borderlands 3 and, and, like, not really wanting to use my action until it's like one of those things where you're like, I'm just, I'm just going to keep this for later for a time that I need it. And then you don't end up using it. Like, no, like, Wonderlands, I'm using everything and I'm waiting for the cooldowns and hitting them as soon as the cooldowns happen. So it's a blast. It's a lot of fun. Um, I either, if you love Borderlands or even Diablo, I highly recommend it and check it out. Like, the, I I really think like they they definitely after beating it and moving into the chaos mode, they definitely refined the Borderlands formula to a point where it's like fresh and new to like uh, uh, longtime fans. Um, so that's two games. The third game I played was Record of Lotus War Deadly. In Wonder Labyrinth, which is a long name. I'm like, that is too many words. Um, So I've been looking at that for a while. It's on Game Pass, and that's how I'm reading that name, because I don't have my PlayStation on. But I picked it up on a sale uh, with some leftover birthday money on the PlayStation. And it straight up reminds me of Symphony of the Night. Like, you'll get a weapon, you have gear, you have different spells to like do different things and like, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. My only thing about games like this is I always get lost. Cause I just, you know, I end up like looping back on the same area, like 10 times and I'm like, I've been here. So I got to get better about following the map, but not maybe not following the map. but just, I don't know, not getting lost like an idiot. Uh, but it is, uh, it's a lot of fun. I, I recommend checking it out. If you have game pass plays a lot, like I said, a lot like symphony of the night. And it's got some beautiful uh, pixel art to it as well. Like the world's really cool. The enemies are 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 fun to interact with. So, but I haven't gotten too far in it, so I can't speak more to it. But I will definitely be playing more of that. But anyways, that's it. That's the three things I. As
2: far as the randomized loot complaint, I don't. All right, I get it. Gamers are gamers, but like...
1: Are they? <laughs> take
2: Dark Souls, for instance. You want to hit this PvP meta. You do this, you kill this boss, you go here. Your gear is done. If Borderlands yeah. games were like this, all of them, like, you'd be, like, I had over, I mean, granted I was on leave at the time, but I had, like, in total, I've had three and 270 hours in Borderlands 3. I'd have no, not even a quarter of that if it was yeah. just do this, kill this boss, got this. It's almost like, what's the point of farming and anything if it's just going to be guaranteed to, right? And, and, like it's and, like, and it's like an RPG in a sense where, like, generally, you you get the loot. Loot's not randomized. Like, there's stuff you can grind, but generally you beat a boss, you beat a secret boss, you get the loot. It's not like you have to wait for it to respawn and kill it again. Like, it's not like Final yeah. Fantasy go to this spot. Sure, they might randomize if the enemy's there, but generally, if you kill it, the loot's there. And it's like, and also this is like the fourth Borderlands, well, fifth actually, um, in this not counting tails. It's always been like this. It's not like a new thing, like right. It, I it's think just, it's just watching weird... his
3: video, I think his main complaint was the fact that like he's on endgame bosses and they're spitting out like greens and blues. And and, and I can kind of get that to a point, but I'm like I I cleared like a couple mid level uh areas and got really good legendaries just out of a random freaking box. Like not even an enemy. Like I just opened up a loot box and got some really good legendaries. So I think it's like you got to give and you got to take. And then yeah, you have to. You also have to understand they put a lot of work into the game and and they want to make it you know uh, worth your while. So yeah, they I, mistakenly they built in the dice system. I think they could have cut the dice amount in half. You know, like a hundred and made you find a hundred dice and call it a day. But like two hundred seems to be a little bit extreme, and so I'm going to be following a lot of YouTube videos just running around getting all those dice. but like, I had some i i even said it on the last podcast I've gotten a lot more legendaries playing through the game before even end game than I have in previous borderlands, so it's like
2: I agree oh, just, yeah. just play it or don't play it it know? also kills it also kills the whole bajillion guns thing
3: right right no i agree right like you can't like oh you're gonna have like 70 guns like 100 guns like would you could you imagine the drop rates on on like 100 guns for that game if you were trying to farm like you would get like the same thing over and over and over and over and over again till like you got the end game stuff yeah so yeah I mean, I have no problem with it, with it being built the way it is. I also look forward to Jason beating it and then us maybe co-oping some chaos levels. I think that would be a blast because um, I was chatting with a streamer I was watching, talking about it, and one of the viewers was like, oh, yeah, I played. He's like, it's awesome. I played because I didn't know if it was co-op or not. And he's like, "Now it is. He's like, I played it with my brother this weekend. He's like, we had a good time. I'm like, awesome. More More stuff to have fun with. So, I guess the only complaint really is the first paid DLC, which a lot of people are not happy with, and I haven't even had a chance to get into yet. But I don't know.
2: We'll see what happens. Michaela, oh, you want me to go?
1: I want to go. I never go last. I want to go last.
2: I even go last. So <laughs> I did. Yes, I did play Elden Ring. Spoiler free. Here's my observations. Jump, X to jump is weird. Like, it's it's weird.
1: Or just jump um, is weird, I'm guessing. As somebody who hasn't started
2: it yet. Um, yes. It just, it doesn't feel right. Like, it, it, it works fine. It's not weird that it works. It's just like, when you're traversing, you kind of like, you forget for a second at times. And also, like, the whole... Sprint is still circle, as it's always been. So it's that weird. Like I feel like I'm Super Nintendo. Like I'm gonna get a cramped thumb trying to reach over and hit. You gotta do like, claw grip. Yeah, you gotta. <laughs> um, it's true. It's true. Claw grip. Um, and then just one one complaint that it's a me thing. You know how when you're in playing the Souls game and you lock on and you try to run away and you're still locked on, so it's like that weird, like, chase camera. When you're on the horse, you're going faster, and you're still trying to run away, and it's like a slingshot, and it just kind of, you can't, and I've died countless times, but that's on me. No Um, lock on, get good. And the other one is, and I get it, this is the first open world game. Hopefully, when they do another (laughs) game, they add ability to mark the map The map's so big it would be helpful if you could actually like mark things or even if the game did it itself like you completed this dungeon type thing. Like it's just so massive like you can tell you've been there because there's usually there's basically the grace, the bonfire in every dungeon. So you know you're there but it's like did I clear it type
3: thing. I, I agree with that because, like, they could even just do like a, a little check mark <clears throat> next to the name that the boss is dead, or not even that—something simple. Because, like, the icon. And, well, like, you know how like the icon has the grace inside of it, and like they can add some kind of art to the to the icon, kind of like Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I was it, gonna so.
2: say the shrines if you completed it, it was one thing, and if you fully completed it, it was the other. It just... But-, but... But, I do
3: have to say, like, because it's a Souls game, they're going to dumb it down for you. They're going to make you do the work, number one, not because... I feel like Miyazaki's on his sh- bullshit, not... He's going to make you do the work, not because he has made you do the work in the past, but but because you had to do the work in the past. Well, I guess he has. And he knows you're going to do the work. And he's like, you're going to walk. Like, when I play with Matt, sometimes I want to put my head through a wall. Because I'm like, there's nothing over there. It's like, that epic piece of whatever is something that I can drop for you in 10, like, five seconds. You don't even need it. But I just want to go over here and see what's over here. I don't know what's over here. I want to go see what's over here. So he, yeah. Miyazaki knows his Dark Souls players do that you know and, and but anyways
2: <laughs> it, yeah it's more related to the, the sheer size of the map it just yeah. would not I would even say a division style thing where it lists like you're just because like moving like think like Horizon has got a big map but it's not as like dense like El- Elden Ring there's so much on it but what's weird yeah. is it never like locks into space, so you're just free free roaming with your cursor, and it's like, eh. I mean, it's a it's a little thing. It's it's not a, the worst thing in the world. I, the game is impressive. Um, it's it's the first time you play three from two, and the vastness. It's like that feeling. Like this is like so much more. You're like, wow, this is. The the immense size of everything. It's just like, wow, this is cool. Um, I like the Neo um style. Switch the uh, shortcuts. You have like, two, you know how in Neo you have the two sets of shortcuts. Three, was it three?
1: You can get up to three. Oh, okay. I think pretty sure. If
2: you are pro gamer Jason,
3: you would have up to three.
2: No, <laughs> oh. No, I meant the, the shortcuts on the bottom left. Yeah, there was only two. Why did I think there was two sets? Uh, you might have to enable it. You might two. have to <laughs>
1: enable it in the options.
2: Oh, okay. Well, anyway, they have that where so you can have a second set of shortcuts, which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, no, having fun with it. Um, I went astrologer, so I'm a caster and magic uses totally different it's it actually feels natural magic always felt like held back in the other games like it got better and better but you still felt a lot more vulnerable this you feel you can go and not worry about getting one shot immediately Um, yeah like three you could be powerful but if you didn't get the magic the spell off you're like well take a dirt nap this you kind of you can attack from range like you would a bow and you still feel. Like. Um, but yeah, no, enjoying it. Um, I reviewed Rogue Legacy 2, which is one of the games I couldn't talk about. Woo. This is a fantastic sequel. Uh, they've improved everything. They added there's 15 total classes now. Um, There, I mentioned in my review, there's more incentive to play the other classes. There's like increased gold. So you're not just like, "Eh, I don't like this class. Now it's like, but I get 80% more gold. Maybe I should do a run or two. Um, Tons of accessibility for everyone. Uh, You can lower enemy damage, health. You can even fly if you have trouble platforming. You can toggle the flight. It's like a flight toggle where you, you basically jump in here, jump in the air, hit L3, and you're floating. And you can kind of just navigate up platforms that way. Um, so that's cool because there's more precision platforming in this one than the first one. The first one had some, but nothing major. This, there's actually sections where you have to do it. Um, so I. Enjoyed that greatly. Um, been playing Nintendo Switch Sports with Aria. That's fun. Um, she did beat me at bowling today. She, she's a bit of a, a sore winner. She's a shit talker. <laughs> he raised bo- her right. There was a booya in there. I'm like, excuse me, Stuart Scott. Excuse me? <laughs> if I spike a volleyball on her. Um, <laughs> it's fun. It's um, I I thought there'd be more to it. I mean, I'm in, we're enjoying for what it is, but there's only six sports to play.
1: They'll probably
2: add to it. Yeah, they'll probably add to it. And I haven't tried the career mode. We've only done the the local co op. So um, bowling, badminton, volleyball, tennis. Soccer and um, I forgot the name, but it's basically dueling. But it's like gladi, it's like American gladiators. You're on a platform, so whoever knocks, you basically knock the other person down. And there's actually um, online multiplayer, which is pretty cool. Because the co-op sometimes you have the split screen, so you can't really like sometimes it's hard to tell. Like, obviously, you have left and right, but it's easy to get distracted, like, looking at the other screen. Um, I think that's about... Did I play anything else? I don't think so. Yeah, that's about it. Thanks. I played the other things, but I can't talk about them. Yet. Yet. Um...
1: One of them I asked about and you wouldn't tell me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you can you'll you'll be able to read about it. Oh boy. It won't be as um punny as Rogue Legacy.
1: Yes, for people who haven't kept up with Obelisk, I literally had to interrupt Jason's most recent review with an editorial comment. <laughs>
3: I'm gonna go re- I have to go read it now. I haven't read it yet,
1: but. Matt screenshotted it and tweeted it to
3: so the twitters.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's,
2: uh, uh, that's what I played this week. Um, nice, Michaela.
1: All right, so I played a couple things last monday
2: whoa whoa. no 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 whoa limited to one a week this has been a thing (laughs) yep but
1: i finished but i finished something and had to start something else so
3: she's free of the xenoblade
1: (laughs) so last uh, yeah like an hour before we recorded the last episode i had beaten xenoblade chronicles definitive edition and I had a little bit of a delayed reaction. The next morning, I went and I rewatched some of the end cut scenes from 2, which I haven't played since February of 2020. So it's been a minute. Okay. And I rewatched the end cut scenes of 2. And realized how these games are actually connected. And I literally just sat around every 15 minutes that Tuesday going, Oh my God, wait, <laughs> literally every 10 <laughs> to 15 minutes. I was like, Oh my God, over and over and over again, because stuff just kept hitting and hitting and hitting and hitting. Um, nice. So spoilers for the Xenoblade franchise, because I need to talk about this real quick. Cause I don't know anybody who plays these games and I can't have a spoiler chat with anybody. So I just need to get it out of my system.
3: I'll probably play him, but the spoilers don't matter. Go ahead. Okay. Heavier out.
1: (laughs) Xenoblade 2 is not really a sequel to Xenoblade. Because they happen at the same time in parallel universes. No. Nice. And when you're killing the end boss of the first game, it's at the same time you're killing the end boss of the second game because it's the same person who's been split in half. And the <laughs> end boss of the... And I was, just, I, was, I was just like, oh, my God. And I was looking at this old motherfucker and I'm listening to it. And I'm like, oh, my oh God. God. Oh my god, it's Shulk. It's the same voice actor as Shulk and this like decrepit old man here at the end of Xenoblade 2. And I didn't know Shulk's voice the first time I played. I was just like, oh my god. And my brain exploded. Wow. And then they there was uh in Xenoblade 2. You guys know there's blades. I've talked about this before. Pyra and Mithra, everybody knows who they are, because Smash Bros, they are mm-hmm. blades. They're these living weapons, but they're special blades. There's they're the Aegis, and the there's also a guy named Malos, who's an Aegis. Their real names are Numa and Logos, and they are the Aegises. There's actually a third one, and it's mentioned very briefly at the end. There's this, like, yeah, there's Logos, and there's Numa, and there's Ontos. But Ontos disappeared into another universe. And, I was, and when I first played Xenoblade 2, I'm like, that's a weird detail to include. Why would they mention that? And then I was like, oh, my God, there's this character in Xenoblade 1 who wears the same symbol, and it had bothered me the whole time I was playing Xenoblade. I'm like, why does this guy's necklace look like the thing that's in Pyra's chest? And I was like, oh, my God, Alvis is ontos i knew you couldn't trust alvis this sketchy motherfucker named alvis you can't i was like oh my god alvis is ontos i immediately went to reddit i'm like is alvis ontos and people are like probably i'm like how is this just not canon confirmed i just figured out everything the whole secret of the universe has been spelled out before me
3: i feel like you're like that that meme of like Me trying to explain, you know, Souls games to my friends, and it's the scene from like, you know, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. He's like, ah!
1: I literally the
3: map and yeah.
1: I turned into a series of memes and gifs for like an entire day. It was just every (laughs) mind blown Claire Danes doing math gif you can think of. Right, that was my entire day on last Mm -hmm. Tuesday. That's hilarious. Um, I was just making all of these connections. I'm like, I understand the universe now. Wow. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> um, And. I also was like, I went way beyond just like the plot details of like, this character is this character and this one is this one. And these are parallels and they happen at the same time. I went so far beyond that and was like looking at all the different themes of like how Biology intersects with technology and how Mm -hmm. like there's God and there's men who play at being gods and they create life through technology. And that's why you have the intersection of biology and technology. And it's reflected in the combat system in Xenoblade 2. I was like going down all of these rabbit holes and I ended up writing all of that into my conquering the backlog article for Xenoblade 2, where I did it as spoiler light as possible just talking about these themes, I'm like, what is the meaning of life? God versus man who plays God, mortal parallels with immortal, and all of this, like, what does it mean to live on yourself versus to live on through future generations? What is the self? Do we determine our destiny? Does the God who created us determine that destiny? What if that God is a man? And all of this shit, all of this shit, I went (laughs) deep. I went deep into the JRPG hole because you literally, every trope ever, you become a god to fight and kill god with the power of friendship. So you near-automata to persona the shit with kingdom hearts. Like, you do the stuff. And I nice. was just like, Xenoblade 2 just went from, like, one of my top 15 favorite games of all time to one of the most highly esteemed JRPG franchises I've ever thought that in depth about like I haven't gone that far down a rabbit hole of like examining the motifs within the narrative and the gameplay elements of a game since FF seven. Like I just I went deep. I had a deep, deep Tuesday.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Episode one thirteen, Philosophy with Michaela.
1: The philosophy of JRPGs.
2: Nope, Um, philosophy.
1: (laughs) So I had a fucking day. And if you want to get a taste of what I'm talking about, it's in that article. I spelled out the themes um, without going into as much spoilers as I even just did. Um, And then, uh, like I mentioned... So getting back to what I actually played, like I mentioned, uh, in the Definitive Edition that they put on Switch, because originally Xenoblade Chronicles released way back in 2010 in Japan and didn't actually come to North America until 2012. On the Wii, they did the Definitive Edition, they updated the visuals, the UI, all the stuff. Um, They also added an epilogue chapter. I played through that. It's called Future Connected, which is a totally misleading name because I had originally thought Oh, future connected. That must connect to two somehow, but it doesn't because they happen at the same time. Two is not the future. It was all a lie from the beginning. Um,
3: <laughs> Trolling like a true troll. <laughs>
1: so the epilogue actually only has two of the main characters from your party in the in the, the main game, and it takes place a year after the the ending of Xenoblade Chronicles. Um, it's Shulk and Melia. Uh, and Melia is that character who I didn't refer to by name last time. She She's the one I called friend zone. <laughs> mm. She's the only one who like didn't have a nice, like Shulk gets the girl. Dunban gets his sister back. Ryan ends up with Sharla. Ricky has his family. And then there's the friend zone whose brother, mother, father, entire people died. It's <laughs> just like she, and she didn't get the guy. Like she just got the shit end of every stick possible. Um, it's an extra story for her, mostly, uh and it took me about twelve hours. I did all of the quests and everything, so like I didn't like a hundred percent a hundred percent the the thing, but I did pretty much everything that's worthwhile to do um and it took me twelve hours. You can probably do it sub ten, no problem if you just do the story and maybe knock it down to easy mode um. And that was fun, interesting. I liked getting more development for her because she really did just get the shittiest ending and she was one of my favorite characters. So I felt like she got shafted at the end. Like, oh, everyone you love died and you're alone. It's like, oh, whoops. Everybody else? They're fine. They're starting new families. You? Eh. <laughs> um, so it was nice to get a bit more catharsis for her, a bit more development. Uh, I beat that... And so, I needed to start something else. And I've been in such a JRPG mood, for obvious reasons. And my theme of the year is, fuck it, I'm going to play what I want. And the words, I should play, are not factoring into my decision-making process at all.
2: ruh right, right. So,
1: so, I did something.
2: Wait, wait, wait. Let's do a super quick 20 questions version, 30 seconds only. Okay. Is it an RPG? Yes. Go, Moose. We'll go back and forth. Tennis. Is it Western? No. Um, would Jason like it? No. Would Matter Brian like it? <laughs> or Moose, or Maybe. Moose like it? Okay. Um, does it have. Less than or does it have less than 459 side quests? Yes, does it have guns? No, okay. was it released on switch first or multi platinum? But switch, like, it's not a is it yes. not a port remaster? type?
1: It's on switch.
2: Okay, is it a souls like? No. Is it?
1: I'm gonna get yelled it, at.
2: Is it anime like?
1: Yes. I'm gonna get yelled at. Does the name begin with an N? No.
2: Okay. Good. It's not Nino. Um. I was thinking of Ratu. <laughs> um. Is it a Tails game?
1: No. Tails games are multi
2: This is a Switch exclusive. Oh, okay.
1: Ooh, Switch exclusive.
3: I really wish I knew the Switch exclusives.
1: <laughs> oh, you know uh, this game.
3: Does it have a party system?
1: Ish. You know, this shit. Not technically, Um, it's not really a party.
3: Uh, I got no more guesses. I'm gonna be honest. I I got nothing. I yeah.
1: You're missing some obvious questions. You want me to give you a question you should ask me?
3: Yes, and then you can answer.
1: Have I already played this game for over 100 hours? <laughs> yes.
2: Wait, I thought you were playing games. I didn't it. think we were talking about Moose's Game Catalog. <laughs> oh! Oh!
3: <laughs> for those who are listening and not watching, I'm giving you double fingers.
1: <laughs> are you playing On Path Traveler? No.
2: Are you playing... No. Are you playing an east ease game?
1: No.
3: We really don't know what she's been
2: playing. <laughs> Jason Default? at least
1: owns this game.
2: Bravely Default 2 again?
1: No. I only played that one for like 60 to 70 hours. This game I have played for 140 hours already. Hold on.
3: <laughs> all right, this is all Jason now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
2: I I don't... uh, I'm sure if I can reach the end of my catalog, I'll figure it out. This was
1: my game of the year (laughs) at one
2: point. (laughs) Oh my god. I'm drawing a blank.
1: It's in my top three Switch exclusives and is not Xenoblade Chronicles 2 or Octopath Traveler, which are the other two. Big, giant Switch exclusives. Nintendo Switch exclusives. JRPG. Jason's like... He's looking uh, at his shelves, lady he's and just looking. He <laughs> has is is Fire left Emblem? his seat. There you go. It's Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. Three houses. Wow. Like the only game left on Switch.
3: <laughs> we Dude, yet. I didn't even think of Fire Emblem. Wow. Okay. Okay. So wait, you played it and beat it and now you're back at it.
1: No, I played it and beat it twice and now I'm back at
3: it. <laughs> Ain't so no shame in that the, game. How
2: does it fit they the theme of this year's playing game?
3: The theme of this year is play what the fuck you want. Right. Exactly, you want. like when
1: I replayed Horizon.
3: Sorry, sorry, sorry. This, also, gentlemen, this is a gentleman that gives me shit just I because it's I funny have, yeah. and I agree I it's funny. He gives me shit when I'm on my Elden Ring shit. And then is like, seriously, just play what you want. Like he's like, I don't care. You know, I gotta give you shit. And I'm like, yes, I know you do. It's funny to me. I, for, I forgot. I forgot. The Fire album is in
2: the uh, Who this, Gives it Yeah, I think to you were thinking. I,
1: yeah, I think you were thinking of my backlog challenge, which is Second Chances, which Xenoblade was the um, first Xenoblade. There's no I need to give to Xenoblade Two a second chance because it is perfect as it is. Actually, no, it's not. Oh, the voice acting is pretty Fire atrocious, clearly
2: fair. does not need a second chance.
1: Yes, but technically, so I've already beaten Fire Emblem twice, but technically there's four different playthroughs, so there's two more to go, and I never did the DLC.
2: There's a lot. There's a lot here, guys. All right.
3: <laughs> <clears throat> there's a lot of content there.
1: Yes, you know? there is. So back when it released in 2019, I played the Black Eagles route, where you finish with the Black Eagles, and then I replayed it. The So there's three houses, obviously, no shit. Um, but Black Eagles has... Yes, it's right. Spoilers. Surprise.
3: The end of, ending's surprise, like, surprise, motherfucker, motherfucker, there's four.
1: But there is actually four. So the Black Eagles, uh, if you choose the Black Eagles house, there's two different routes. You, and you can. So if you choose the Black Eagles, you can either finish with the Black Eagles, or you can ditch them and join the church. So there's actually black eagles, golden deer, blue lions, and church placers. Is it the I did church Bla- of
3: Latter-day Saints?
1: Uh, no, it's the church of, we turn into giant dragons and want to dominate the continent. I don't really know if there's a shorter name for it, but um, we'll call it Saros. <laughs> where do I sign up for that? <laughs> I'm down. Uh, in, in the JRPG philosophy bullshit. That's what. Okay,
3: okay, okay.
1: And it's headed that's by- That's
3: ideology I can get behind.
1: <laughs> yes, the main character is voiced by the person who voices Makoto, Caramelie, She boss-ass bitch, 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 but no, seriously, her character's a bitch. Fuck Rhea. Um, <laughs> so, in 2019, I did the Black Eagles True Playthrough and the Black Eagles Church Playthrough. So, I did not do the Golden Deer or the Blue Lions Playthrough, and I didn't do the Ashen Wolves DLC. So, Um, I hate Dimitri so I haven't been able to make myself do a Blue Lions playthrough yet even though I like a lot of the characters in that house but I hate Dimitri so much he's such a Sasuke I'm a huge Naruto fan I hate Sasuke's fucking guts he reminds me of Sasuke it's the moody edgelord hot topic anime boy the one who's just like Hey, here's my damage, and I'm going to take it out he on everyone it. else while being moody. Like, he, when he ages, he gets an eye patch. He's that motherfucker. You know?
2: Moody, moody Edgelord Hot Topic seems like a triple redundancy. Think moody. It kind of
1: is. He's a Sasuke. I call them, like, it's a bucket of characters. I call them Sasukes. He's a Sasuke. Hate him. So, I've started a Golden Deer playthrough, even though I very much like. The Black Eagles, they're my favorite house. I like Edelgaard's. I think her playthrough is the most interesting from what I do know about the story. Um, but I'm doing a Golden Deer playthrough. It is my new game, Plus Plus. So it should be easier because um, a bunch of shit rolls over to make the game, like to expedite some of the RPG RPGs. So, like you get to carry over a bunch of your levels and, and relationship shit because... Materials? Yeah, I forget exactly what carries over in terms of your inventory. I think you get your money. Okay. Um, I don't think you get all of your items because some of it is like some of the weapons are like story unlock type of legendary equipment shit. Um and you get to carry so the way Fire Emblem works, it is a a SRPG Fire Emblem is one of the top tier SRPG franchises has been for the better part of three decades at this point. Mm-hmm. And y- y- it's grid battles. You've got different types of units. You've got mounted units. You've got spears, you've got swords, you've got magic users, you've got archers, all the shit. And like archers might be strong against mages and mages might be strong against like heavily armored units. Um, mm-hmm. But a, a Arrow will do dick all against something with a giant shield the size of a person. You know what I mean? Um, and mounted units can move further and different terrain effects. Like you have like, if you're in a forest square, you have higher evasion or if you're like next to another character um, in your party, you might do like chain attacks. Like you'll boost each other's stats and shit. Like all the SRPG expected stuff. But on top of that, outside of battle, it's kind of almost like a persona um, social link system where you have different scenes with characters and you level up your relationships with them. You can recruit most characters from other houses or around the school, except for like you can't recruit the leaders of the other houses and their second in command. Um, sure. But you, pretty much everyone else is recruitable. So in New Game Plus, you carry over your relationship stats so you don't have to like re-recruit like you can just like they won't automatically be in your house but you don't have to redo all of the legwork to level up your relationship to make them recruitable um so you can it's it's feasible to like in my second playthrough i just recruited everyone who was recruitable without breaking a sweat um, your teacher level carries over, which helps you boost the stats of your roster a lot faster. This is why I said it wasn't really a party system. It's a roster. It's an SRPG. It's not really a party, but you have a whole roster of characters you can choose for your battles. Um, so, uh, New Game Plus expedites shit to a certain extent. Uh, that nice. said, each playthrough is still about a 50 hour commitment. Although I, Jeez. my, my first two playthroughs, I spent closer to 70 hours because it's me, and I will make things take longer, because I like to take my time. They've also added you. a shit... Yes, they've also added a shitload of shit. Like, there's all these extra... Literally, there's I loaded There's a up,
3: shit ton of shit. There is a <laughs> shitload of shit.
1: I, when I opened the game today, so I hadn't... I literally had not put the game in my console since 2019 when I put it down. Um, And it, like, it did all of the updates. It's like... DLC has been unlocked. It's like new outfits added, new side missions added, new optional battles added, new settings added, new recruitable characters added, new side story added. It was like ping, 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 ping. I literally had to click through like 12 fucking pop-ups. I was like, holy shit. They added a shitload of shit. Um. So... I don't know if I'm going to be fully committed to doing two extra playthroughs of that. I'm just following my millennial gamer bliss. Uh, I'm playing whatever the fuck. I loaded up that game today and I just grinning, grinning from ear to ear the whole time.
3: Cheers to that. That is yeah. that
1: is what it's Cheers fucking about. That's right. That is, that is what it's about. I might stop and play Trek to Yomi if, somebody out there is I know who happens to be playing the game ever tells me whether it's not you know something I'd be interested in playing and then of course of course Salt and Sacrifice comes out in the not too distant future as well so Tuesday it's it's eight days yeah it's it's a week from tomorrow at the time Mm -hmm. of recording so um I obviously don't have 100 hours, 150 hours to put into like 100%ing Fire Emblem, but I'm just going to play it when I feel like playing it. And Later this month, I am dog-sitting for my parents and I don't plan to take the PS5 with me, so having something ready to go on the Switch, Mm -hmm. it made sense to my JRPG-addicted soup of a brain. Um, So maybe I'll stop and play Indies on my PlayStation, maybe I'll keep playing Fire Emblem. I'm a just... Keep with my theme of the year of fuck the should play, I'm going to play what I want to play. And that yes. is, at least for today, Fire Emblem. And those are the two things that I played.
2: Now we can talk about news that pissed off gamers on the internet. Just, why not? Oh, no. <laughs> oh Well... PlayStation Plus games were announced for May. Um, they suck. They're the worst. It's garbage, blah, blah, blah. We're getting <laughs> FIFA 22, Tribes of Midgard, and Curse of the Dead Gods.
1: I now, think that's a We won't
2: talk about tri- uh, Curse. Curse is a phenomenal game. You should pay for yes. it. Yes, you should play it. you us. get it for free, that's an added bonus. Play it. Yeah, play it. Solid, solid
1: roguelike. We might have talked about it for a minute before. A
2: little bit. Mm-hmm. Is that a minute. Smidge. Yeah. Um, yeah. FIFA 22, the argument oh, if you're a FIFA fan, you already bought it. No, not necessarily. Like, I don't buy every baseball game because well, why am I going to buy the – I wait a year. Some people might wait. Like, and every to, other get year. A, to get a new sports game for the current year. That's a good get. especially
3: soccer because I I don't think I've played soccer since maybe PlayStation Air. Yeah, I like had one for GameCube. Like I haven't played. Oh, maybe I did have one for GameCube. That would.
1: I think sense. I had FIFA two thousand five for like GameCube or something.
3: But anyways, still, it's been a while. It's been a hot minute since I've bought soccer, so it'd be interesting to play this.
2: Yeah, you know? and try the Midgard it's a good game uh better with friends um it was only $20 it's a it's an indie pickup um
1: something I want to say real quick dovetailing on the indie pickup comment and something so there's multiple like FIFA is a great get because it's the current year we've talked about that a lot of people with plus titles they're like oh that's not a $60 game I'm not getting my money's worth Something I immediately reacted to when I saw the lineup for this month between Tribes of Midgard and also Curse of the Dead Gods, PlayStation Plus is a great way to bring attention to these games that mm-hmm. a lot of people might not have even heard of or they would have overlooked otherwise. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's not just about the dollar sign that gets attached to a game. That's just what I wanted to say.
2: mm mm-hmm. I hold on. I just thought of something because we we generally just talk about PlayStation because that's where we all play. The games with gold from May: Yoko's Island Express, The Inner World, Hydro Thunder Hurricane, and Viva Pinata Party Animals. I uh, I know one of those. I which do. Too. Is Yoko, and it's actually. Oh, game. I know. The other, I know Viva Pinata.
1: I was gonna say I know Viva Pinata. But like,
2: I mean, the thing is, like, the thing is, they're both. You pay for the year. You pay for the year. You're not gonna get games you want every single month.
1: But wait, wait, it's not all about you. (laughs) Bye. (laughs)
2: Uh, (laughs) No, but but you pay. It's not that you're wasting $60. You obviously get more than games. You get the online. But you pay $60. There's 12 months. If you get... And you you can't base it on like, oh, this is a $20 indie. But if you take that $20 indie and like... Like if we got Hades for free, not the three of us, but if you take Matt, who Platinum did twice... The amount of time he put in is definitely worth his PlayStation Plus subscription just for that. If that was a game, yeah. like you gotta look at it. It's like sure you might not. If we got a bunch of JRPGs or Persona games, do you, I don't care. Like it sucks, but for <laughs> me-
1: I think <laughs> I like, fuck that.
2: Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but
1: it, but,
3: but I, well, we got those Persona Five Strikers, but like I think like the whole thing is just you're getting this in addition to pl- paying for like the extra cloud memory with PlayStation Plus for paying for the discounts on games that you get because you're a PlayStation Plus member for playing online. The last time I checked, a lot of people play online. We play online all three of us, majority of the time. So it's like, for me, I just see it as in, like, it's an added bonus. I already bought Curse of the Dead God, but I'm happy we're getting it as
2: a a free game because more people can play it.
3: And I I haven't...
2: Yeah, I get the argument, like, we didn't get Elden Ring in February for free. We didn't get Horizon for free. It's a shitty service. We probably won't get God of War for free. We're not going to get a lot of games for free. We need to pay for games. The absolute nerve of people. Right.
3: I mean, like, this is a service that in no way, shape, or form said, we guarantee you one super duper AAA blockbuster a month. No, they never said that. They just said it's the instant game collection, and you will get free games for the month. They're free. Like, you're already paying for the service. Like, in my opinion, I feel like nobody is out there paying for PlayStation Plus just for the free games. Every, every single person is paying for it, for the cloud storage of their saves, for the uh, multiplayer capabilities, playing online with friends, all that stuff. This is just a side effect, and people just need to get over themselves and be like, okay, well, I'm, you know, either A, like, I don't know, do something different and try a different game, or B, shut the fuck up, you whiny little bitches, Like, that's my opinion. Like, shut up. Like, you don't like the games? Stop paying for the service. Stop paying for the service. You're going to get at least one... If you can sit there and say that there is not, legitimately not one game that you liked for that year that you got with PlayStation Plus, and I'm talking like it could even be like a $20 game that you played the shit out of and got $60 worth, then, then you're golden, you know? So I just... It just, it drives me, people drive me crazy. Other other right, I'm done right.
2: Sorry. People, in other news. <laughs> people took the wrong way because that's what we do. Square Enix decided that they're in the business of hopes and dreams, and they sold off Eidos, Square Enix Montreal, and Crystal Dynamics. Crystal Dynamics.
1: Oh, they which they've... They've been looking to offload the Western shit.
2: I say hopes and dreams because there's actually in the thing, it was printed that they are pursuing NFTs, blockchain, and cloud. And
1: AI, yeah.
2: Goodbye,
3: Square and any future that, games you do with NFTs. Well, well that is
1: that is the that is coming open. from the the head executive, like business decision-y type people. This is not coming from the people who like develop games and no, are passionate no. about games. No. This is coming from a suit that people are annoyed with. Also, separate from that, they've been looking to offload their Western division for a while now. This is not a sudden. Just like. NFTs came out of the woodwork last year and they decided, why don't we just get rid of, you know, Tomb Raider? Like they, it's not square has been kind of like a, here's the big Japanese branch of it that matters. And then here's this stuff. That's not really getting taken care of the way that it should, because right. like, let's look at Avengers, for example, <laughs> like the Western part of square has been treated as almost a separate business unit for a very long time. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was a stronger entry than Avengers. That's great. I'm a little concerned for the future of Tomb Raider getting delayed and whatnot because of this, but that's just because I'm an impatient, greedy gamer. But I think this will actually, like, ultimately benefit the franchise in the long run because maybe it'll get managed better now. Like, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Embracer yeah. Group is basically the larger. Parent group of THQ Nordic and all that shit, and they they uh they they've been doing, doing some good right. shit. They're doing all right. Yeah, mean, all they, right. they do some good shit. I buy a lot of their games.
2: Yeah, I mean, and then but I saw comments like people were like, oh, we're probably gonna get a crappy remaster of Deus Ex and a crappy remaster of like some of the Tomb Raider. Like, look, some people have never played those. So a remaster of Deus Ex, even if it's just a little up-res and whatnot on this current gen, some people will appreciate that.
1: Wait, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on. People are worried that the Embracer Group will produce a crappy pump. remaster. Yeah, just... and not Square Enix. <laughs> Have they met Square? E- Square Enix invented the crappy remaster.
2: Oh, <laughs> they, literally. They,
1: They do the lift and the shift. I wouldn't even call it a remaster. They're just like (laughs) they're almost as they're almost as bad as Nintendo taking ROMs (laughs) and selling it back to you for sixty dollars. Love it. it. The Embracer Group actually like like remix. Like, have you heard of SpongeBob and like all humans must die and all that shit or whatever the fuck is? Like, they actually Mm, like do shit. Yeah. Whereas Square Enix is like people like this old game, right? Let's take the one they've never heard of and resell it to them with the bare minimum quality of life changes. Chrono Cross! It's like, hey, they really, really want Chrono Trigger, but what if we...
3: (laughs) But what if we trolled them and gave them Chrono
1: Cross? (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. What if we didn't put FF6 on consoles and this guy Jason Marshall is totally gonna get really pissed? (laughs)
2: Yeah. Um <laughs> Xbox and Bethesda announced their not E three, E three showcase. We don't have dates yet, but they will be doing I think something.
1: it's actually June twelfth. Okay.
2: June twelfth. Kind of, I mean kind of expected that is E three time. It. Yeah, kind of expected that they do it. So <laughs> we'll see what the future everybody
1: else about to follow suit as well. Like just expect in the next two weeks everyone's gonna announce their dates.
3: Yeah, Sony will announce it like a week before, like they'll
1: be like, Oh, hey, next week we're
3: gonna have a state of play.
1: Nintendo Yay! will announce their shit. They might do another treehouse thing that they do in June as well. Um, and of course, Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest is gonna
2: be doing its thing.
3: Yeah, I'm um, sure we're gonna see like a lot of good stuff. But, anyways,
2: Final Fantasy Six, according to Final Fantasy sixteen, according to its director, is in the final stages of development.
3: Barring any like, this doesn't no look comment. good. And let's remake it. I,
2: that's, that's the
1: quote. <laughs> no, well, okay. This is Yoshi P. I trust. I trust in the the power of Yoshi P. For people who are at home and can't see this Zoom call, I am putting my hand. I've got like I am a living prayer hand emoji right now. She's
3: praying, ladies and gentlemen.
1: FF16 is not coming from the people who have directed and developed the last couple mainline FFs. It's coming from a lot of the people who worked on FF14, which, after being rebooted, has been a very successful property. (laughs) But we haven't. More successful later. Yeah. We haven't seen much of this game in terms of like trailers since the reveal. So I don't know. I'm a wait. I'm a wait to react. I'm just going to stay within myself.
2: And the last piece of news. Sony has prevented stacking of PS plus subscriptions as of I don't know a week ago. Um, people
3: Yeah, into because it people weren't people like trying to do the cheapo like stack it now and yeah, then just yeah. pay the difference I mean, later. People which,
2: are looking into if this is even legal because some states you can't turn down a gift card if it's valid. So this is kind of a gift card type. I don't know. But With the new PlayStation Plus, they are requiring games that are $35 enough to have a two-hour game trial. And PlayStation will be the ones building the code for this and not require the developers to provide any resources. I think this is cool. I mean, I wish it wasn't just $35. And this is
1: for premium, the plus premium subscriber tier, I think, and up. I mean, I wish it, it was. wasn't
2: just for $35 titles, like a $20 game. I mean, it'd be cool to trial too, but, but I also, get
1: it. Yeah, None if of... they required it of every, like, think of how many like, tiny, cheapo games right. get blasted on right. these stores. It's not as big as, like, Steam, but, like, you know what I mean?
2: No, Yeah, so, but yeah, but um, I'm sure there's plenty of news that wasn't all about all of you. But guess what?
1: I'm going to repeat myself, but guess what, gamers? It's not all about you.
3: Bye.
0: Story Route Zero, we have some cool friends who do some cool things that I'd like to tell you about them. Phoenix Overdrive uses the power of games and gamers to help heal sick kids through the charity Extra Life. Phoenix Overdrive fundraises for Children's Miracle Network hospitals all year, every year, and the fun culminates in a 24-hour gaming marathon. Find out more about their events and projects online via Facebook at facebook.com slash phoenixoverdrive or on Twitter and Instagram at phx underscore overdrive. You can also join the Facebook group of Pawn Stars at facebook.com slash groups slash P.O. in order to share and discuss all the latest in nerd culture. They've also got a podcast, Nerd Overdrive, which you can see weekly at youtube.com slash overdrive. You can also catch it on Facebook Live or twitch.tv slash phx underscore overdrive. That podcast is also published on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. You want merch? They got merch. Merch can be ordered from tinyurl.com slash phxodmerch, portion of which goes to their fundraising efforts join the nation and be a hero to sick kids as El Capitan Rey Osorio Lee the Maestro and Becky the lovely queen of the guild always say hashtag rise above thank you for listening to Story Route Zero we hope you have enjoyed your time here as much as we've enjoyed having you Once again, questions, concerns, complaints, pictures of pets, or favorite recipes can be sent to StoryRouteZero at gmail.com. You can yell at us on Twitter, at StoryRouteZero. Rate us and review us on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you may have found us, as it helps with discoverability. If you'd like to hit us up individually, you can find Moose Cool at Sven, that's S-V-H-E-N-N on Twitter, PSN, Instagram, and of course Twitch, streaming games. You can find Jason Marshall writing at obelisk.co. You can also find him on Twitter, at GimpyJ, with two Y's at the end, as well as PSN, Instagram, and Twitch. He also has his own website, pausebutton.com. You can find Michaela Crisione doing all sorts of writing at obelisk.co, as well as on Twitter at RedXMod. My name is Matthew Keel. You can find me everywhere I'd like to be at Infinite underscore Rewind. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's Twitch. That's PSN. And I also have my own website, infiniterewind.com. Be sure to check us out at all the places. You are always welcome, and you will always have a seat waiting for you on this ride. Thank you for listening, but for now, it's back to the real world for us. So we will see you on the next one.